Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast The Endurance of Labor Laws. I'm your lovely host Leslie Sullivan. Today is episode 232 and we are going to take a look at the executive order 11246. This one is very interesting. This one goes back to the 1960s. So, an executive order is something that a president of the United States signs into law and takes effect. So, this one was signed into law by Lyndon B. Johnson on September 24, 1965. The Federal Register document number is 65-10340. The publication date was September 28, 1965. It says here the executive order 11246 signed by President Lyndon B. Johnson uh, on September 24, 1965, established requirements for non-discriminatory practices in hiring in regards to employment on part of the United States government contractors. It prohibits federal contractors and federally assisted construction contractors and subcontractors who do over $10,000 in government business in one year from discriminating in employment decisions on the basis of race color, religion, sex, or national origin. It also requires <coughs> excuse me, losing my voice a little bit. It also requires contractors to take affirmative action to ensure that applicants are employed and that employees are treated uh, during employment without regard to their race, color, religion, sex, or national origin. Uh, a little bit more information there in regards to background. Uh, this executive order followed up Executive Order 10479, signed by President Dwight D. Eisenhower on August 13, 1953, which established the Anti-Discrimination Committee on Government Contracts, which was itself based on a similar Executive Order 8802. issued by President Franklin D. Roosevelt in 1941. Eisenhower's executive order has been amended and updated um, at least six times uh, by different executive orders, so things do change over time. It differs significantly from the requirements of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which required organizations only to document their practices once there was a preliminary finding of wrongdoing. Uh, the executive order required the businesses that were covered to maintain and furnish documentation of hiring and employment practices upon request the executive order also required contractors with 51 or more employees and contracts of $50,000 or more to implement affirmative action plans to increase the participation of minorities and women in the workplace if a workplace analysis demonstrates their underrepresentation meaning that there are fewer minorities and women than would be expected given the numbers of minorities and women qualified to hold the positions available federal regulations require affirmative action plans to include an equal opportunity policy statement an analysis of the current workforce identification of under Uh, represented areas the establishment of reasonable flexible goals and timetables or excuse me timetables for increasing employment opportunities specific action oriented programs to address problem areas support for community action programs and the establishment of an internal audit and reporting system now all those things sound good right but here's the thing sometimes our federal government takes it too far and this is what has happened in regards to affirmative action it has created reverse discrimination against whites so that is a big problem so I'm not a big fan of that 
Um, moving on with this article, it says it assigned the responsibility for enforcing parts of the non-discrimination and contracts with private industry to the Department of Labor. Uh, detailed regulations for compliance with the order were not issued until 1969, when the Nixon administration made affirmative action part of its civil rights strategy. So Republicans do care, and they do quite a bit. So it's not just Democrats or liberals. So it says here in 1971, a three-judge panel of the United States Court of Appeals for the Third uh, Circuit affirmed the validity of Executive Order 11246 in a case. brought by the Contractors Association of Eastern Pennsylvania in January 1970 that challenged the Nixon administration's implementation known as the Philadelphia Plan. In April 1971, the court rejected numerous challenges to the order, including claims that it was beyond the president's constitutional authority, was inconsistent with titles 6 and 7 of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. and was inconsistent with the National Labor Relations Act. The Supreme Court of the United States declined to hear the case of Contractors Association of Eastern Pennsylvania versus Secretary of Labor in October. So moving on, it says in 1986, the Reagan administration was opposed to the affirmative action requirements of the executive order and contemplated modifying it to prohibit employers from using quotas, goals, or other numerical objectives or any scheme or device or technique that discriminate excuse me that discriminates against or grants any preference to any person on the basis of race, color, religion, sex or national origin. So here's the thing, even by 1986 basically uh people were starting to figure out that some of these executive orders in regards to affirmative action were creating a bigger problem which was reverse discrimination. So this basically created a huge problem saying, "Hey, you have to hire this many blacks, this many Mexicans, uh this many Muslims, this many Hindus." So making it so that employers can't really hire someone based on their merits or their background or their their qualifications. It's making it all about race or origin. That's why this became a problem. It says here the contemplated change was never issued because it faced bipartisan opposition in Congress that threatened to counteract it by enacting executive order 11246 into law by a veto-proof majority. So sometimes Congress gets it right, other times they get it completely wrong. Um now this has been amended just a little bit. It says on October 13th, 1967, Executive Order 11375 amended Executive Order 11246 adding the category sex to the anti-discrimination provisions because women were definitely having a lot to deal with. Uh moving on, it says on July 21st, 2014, Executive Order 13672 amended Executive Order 11246 and Executive Order 11478 to change sexual orientation to sexual orientation and gender identity. So that is a big problem there and here's why. So basically what's going to happen if it's not already happening is basically it's going to force employers to hire someone based on whether or not they are gay, straight, hermaphrodite or transgender. and that has nothing to do with the job nothing whatsoever should there be discrimination of course not it doesn't matter what your sex is what your gender is which of course are one the same it doesn't matter whether someone is transgender or not even though i do not agree with transgenderism because it is a form of, of mutilation and eugenics so i'm not a fan of that um but here's the thing 
Employers should not be forced to hire someone that they would not normally hire for that position. It has nothing to do with sex, religion, creed, or what operation the person has had. A job is supposed to be about can the person do the job? It's all about the qualifications. Can you do the job? Can you work, for example, Monday through Friday, eight to five? Can you do the work? That is the the basics of having and getting a job and keeping a job. What's been happening is the federal government has been issuing different executive orders, and some may be valid, some may be very, um, I would say, legit and show genuine concern. But unfortunately, it's like sometimes whenever a president, usually Democrats, whenever they sign into law a basically an executive order, sometimes whoever comes in after them. tries to modify it and make it even more extreme and make it more difficult for the private sector to basically be the private sector. So basically there are some executive orders that do everything they can to try and take over the private sector. And so that is a form of communism. It's also a form of socialism. Like it starts out as socialism because you have to remember that socialism is basically the little cousin to communism and fascism and marxism. So a lot of these executive orders are not grounded in freedom or democracy. You know, they can sound like they're they're going to do good and and to help workers, but sometimes they don't always do that. So needs to say a lot of these orders like this what I really want to say is that a lot of this needs to be determined by the states because it's states rights. There's some things that should come down to the federal government, but there's some things that should not. So here's the thing, the federal government has no business telling employers who they should hire because that's not right. So for example, you know, I'll I'll close with this. There there have been many jobs, especially when I was in my 20s, I could tell by the way that I was being interviewed that I was not going to get the job because I wasn't black. I was not a minority. Um I was not a veteran. Um I wasn't within a certain demographic. I was a young white woman, which even then I'm not white. I am a mixed race. But I could just tell that the employer was feeling pressure to hire blacks or minorities. And so because of that, I didn't get several jobs. And it was really frustrating because it was reverse discrimination. So it's kind of like, okay, I was discriminated against because of the color of my skin, but yet what about my sex? I'm a female, so does that mean that I should get a job based on my sex? Like I'm I'm female, I should get the job, not a man? No. The job should go, the job should go to the most qualified person, the most qualified worker, the most qualified applicant. Jobs have nothing to do with your sex, your I would say your hair color, your creed, the color of your skin, whatever the case may be, like There's so much discrimination taking place now and I think it's far worse than what was happening back in the 30s, 40s, 50s and 60s. I just think it's way worse. Cuz you would think that the more the government intervenes, the less likely these problems will occur. That's not what happened at all. It just created or started or I would say opened a whole different can of worms. And so then employers are feeling the squeeze from the federal government, "Hey, You have to prove to us why you hired this person, especially if they're white. And you know, I saw a video recently on YouTube. It's really sad. It was just a little clip, but this 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 black woman, this young black woman, she's being interviewed, 
She said that she's a mixed race, so she's half black, half white. But here's the thing, if she fills out a job application and, or or if she applies to a university, excuse me, if she applies to a university, if she says that she's black and white, she will not get preference. But if she says she's black, she will get preference over everybody else, even though she's actually white and black. And so she was on this panel and she was talking to I guess this black professor and here's the thing they say they're black but they're really mixed. That's the thing. You know what's interesting is that I've noticed that people that are that are a mixed race of black and white they never say they're white. They identify with being black. So it's like okay, are you just completely excluding your white heritage, your white ancestry? So that just kind of takes me aback that there are so many mixed races that if they if they have any kind of black in them african american or nigerian or kenyan or jamaican you know whatever the case may be if they have any kind of blackness in them everything else gets thrown out the window when it comes to how they identify themselves like even if they do have like dutch irish in their bloodline they just completely throw that out the window because they identify as being black because that's supposedly politically correct and it's not if anything it is completely wrong see this is why this is why whenever you 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 pass laws and regu- uh, sorry regulations based on what someone identifies with is such bull because like for example you know i i am a a human being but i could identify w- with a puma you know a cat but does that make me a puma or a cat or a leopard no just because i identify which i really don't but i'm just saying like for example if i identify with a leopard or a puma that doesn't make me a cat that doesn't mean that i can go live in the wild and have a litter of kittens out there like just because someone identifies with something doesn't mean it's factual It doesn't mean it's true. It doesn't mean it is legit, and it doesn't mean that it is valid. So that's where these executive orders are getting way off track in that they're not focusing on the rule of law. They're focusing on what people just happen to identify with. Like for example, transgender men. If they wake up and think, "Oh, well, I'm a woman today, so I'm going to use female bathrooms and I'm going to, you know, use or, or you know, change clothes or whatever or shop in female department stores and use the female fitting rooms. That is weird. That is weird and what I don't understand is how someone can identify with something that they are actually not. It makes no sense like that's where you have the I think it's called gender dysphoria like that's why that is considered a mental health issue. It is an actual diagnosis. It's it's a form of I guess psychosis if that's the right word. Like there's something mental or something chemical imbalance going on in the brain. Because it's not biological, meaning it's not part of your DNA, it's not part of your chromosomes. You're basically choosing in your mind to identify with something that's not natural or real to who you are and what you are. And so a lot of that nonsense is now taking place within the executive branch of our federal government, especially in regards to these executive orders even going back in time. 
Because some of these executive orders, whenever they get modified, not all modifications are bad. But here's the thing. A lot of these socialists and liberals, what they do is they try and modify and alter and change executive orders that were put into law back in the day, but they try and make them effective retroactively. That's not right. Like that, that makes no sense, but that is exactly what is happening. It's not right. It goes against common sense and it also violates federal law because the president is not in charge of the country. The president is our leader, but he doesn't decide which laws are relevant and which ones are not. That's the problem sometimes with these executive orders. I'm not saying they're all bad, but I'm saying that whenever you get a Democrat or a liberal in there, this is where anything that wasn't a problem now becomes a problem because then they start affecting our rules, laws, and regulations currently, but they do in such a way that it takes effect retroactively. So not only are we have to deal with the current, you know, basically BS, excuse my language, the current problems that they are starting and initiating, but then they're causing issues for rules, laws and regulations that were implemented for very good reason but in times past. So basically they are looking at the history of the United States from their current lens basically of gender dysphoria and political nonsense and wokeness and you can't do that. That's not how you view and implement or discuss human history of any kind. It just makes no sense whatsoever. I mean back in the day women were not allowed to wear pants. So are you going to judge the entire planet when women only wore skirts like hoop skirts and things like that? Are you going to say the entire planet was sexist and, mis- and a misogynistic pig? You can't say that. First of all, it wasn't considered socially acceptable for women to dress like men hundreds of years ago it just was and here's another thing women did not have occupations that you would need to wear pants like slacks or something like there was a clear distinction where that's right or wrong between men and women and their and their industries back then and what they did for a living so here's the thing like You know, you can't take our current crazy lens of wokeness that's taking place in our country of the United States and apply it to everything. Like if anything, I wish women would go back to wearing dresses and skirts because I think women should be feminine. I think people behave better and people knew who they were as a human being. when they when there were clear distinctions between men and women and there wasn't this gray area there wasn't all this sexual confusion there wasn't all this transgenderism there wasn't all this craziness in regards to sexuality there were clear distinctions and you know what that created and helped to implement a normal society Because here's the thing, the majority of the planet is either male or female, and the majority of the planet is heterosexual. So why are we trying to implement things that only satisfies the few? Here's the thing, the majority wins most of the time. So why are we trying to brainwash our societies into thinking that 
this gray area and the woke culture and transgenderism is the right way to live when it's not. So here's the thing, executive orders are very important. I think they're really good. But it really matters who you let to public office. That's why we need to have Republicans be president for a good while. I would say for at least 150 years. See, because here's the thing: it takes a while to clean up the messes of whatever Democrats or socialists do to our country. Just look at what's happened with our currency: gas prices, oil prices, inflation, the, the housing market. You know. people trying to find good paying jobs you know and then people trying to find a way to pay their utility bills i mean just look at everything that we deal with on a daily basis like just the facts basically like what barney fife would say just the facts ma'am just the facts look at the facts do you really think democrats or socialists know how to run anything just look at what trudeau is doing to canada he's horrible he's awful but here's the thing Can, you know, Canadians, a lot of them are stupid. They complain about what's going on in their country, but yet they stupidly keep electing Trudeau. They 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 keep him in power. I think his dad was a whole lot better than him because Trudeau's a moron and an idiot. He's just a playboy. I mean, mind you, I'm not a fan of everything his dad did because his dad was a socialist, but His dad understood public policy a whole lot better than Trudeau. Trudeau was weak-minded, incompetent, and a moron. His dad was not weak and competent, and his dad was not a moron. His dad was very intelligent, very smart. I don't agree with him being a socialist in some of his views, but I don't think his dad would be proud of him. I just don't. I don't think his dad, you know, would be proud of what all Trudeau has been doing in Canada and has been messing up their economy has been creating a woke culture that we have never seen before on the face of this earth and yet he is the leader of a country it just makes no sense so here's the thing altering and making our executive orders make making them more woke is basically what Trudeau is doing in Canada so basically don't do anything that Trudeau does cuz he's an idiot Like we should not be taking any advice from him whatsoever except look at what he does to mess things up and go okay that's definitely what what we should not do. Basically pull a George Costanza, do the opposite of everything that Trudeau is doing. Like right now in Canada, Trudeau and his goons, they're trying to pass what's called a triple carbon tax on the entire country of Canada. So imagine your electric bill being times by 3. So for example, if your utility bill is $300, it would cost $900 because you're being punished for heating or cooling your house. You're punished for using your ovens. You're punished for using your washer and your dryer. You're punished for having a refrigerator. You're punished for having a microwave. Now, does any of that make sense? No. But that is exactly what Democrats, what socialists, what fascists, that's what they do. They say, "Oh, we care more about the planet than we do people." People are part of the planet because the planet is for people. God made the entire the entire solar system and the universe and our planet 
specifically for the human race. So for some idiot like Trudeau to say, "Oh, we need to take care of the planet, but punish people." That makes no sense. Because if you actually care about the planet, then you're not going to punish people. You're not going to make it difficult or even more difficult for people to stay alive and to feed themselves or to have access to food, water and shelter for themselves and their families. But that is exactly what he's doing. And that is exactly what Biden and his administration, his goons are doing in regards to the policies that they are trying to implement and enforce on the American people. And one of the ways they are doing that is with executive orders. That's why you have to have Republicans in office. Are Republicans perfect? No, but but they don't create a hellhole like what's going on now. No human being is perfect on the face of this earth. There was only one and his name was Jesus Christ. So here's the thing. Just because there are no perfect people on the face of this earth that doesn't mean you throw in the towel and do all this crazy stuff. Every single one of us has a responsibility to be holy, to be good, to be true, to be more, you know, to practice and to implement morals and values within all of our given societies. All of us is called to holiness and to be Christ-like. And you know what? If you don't believe in Jesus, if you're atheist or agnostic or whatever you are, outside of Christianity, that's probably the biggest problem right there. Because the United States is one nation under God. We are not one nation under federal government. We are not one nation under bureaucrats. We are not one nation under socialism. We are not one nation under communism. We are not one nation under fascism, but whenever you get these democrats in office, that is exactly basically what you are electing them to do and what you are paying them to do. because they are collecting a salary so you're paying them with your tax dollars to really mess up your country. Now does that make sense to do that? No. So I strongly encourage you if you live within the United States, vote Republican. Because if you value your country, you will never have a Democrat be elected into office ever again if they are crazy liberal socialist nutbag. Moderates that are Democrats, I'm cool with, but they are few and far between and they've been silenced by these crazy liberals it's just nuts and also moderate democrats they have been silenced by hollywood they have been silenced by elitist is that the american way no not at all democrats used to be normal they're not normal anymore so going forward i would say for at least the next 150 years because there's a lot to clean up and fix in regards to the messes here in the United States. We need Republicans in office. We need to focus on our country, not on politics. Not on stupid policies that hinder our country. We need to focus on what is good for America because when you focus on what is good for America, then you are way less likely to screw it up. That doesn't mean it will be perfect. but it will be far better than what is going on right now far better just ask parents that are having to deal with critical race theory just ask parents that are having to deal with school boards that are trying to teach their grade schoolers how to put on a condom and how to have sex just ask parents that are having to deal with school boards that that are trying to sexually confuse their children 
It's it's ridiculous. It's horrible. That is what the Democrats have become. They are sexualizing minors. That is against federal and state law. Just ask any attorney or any police officer, is it legal to sexualize a minor? No, it is not. But that is what the liberal left and Democrats are doing. So until they get it together and they become good Christian people, we should never elect Democrats into office. Like I said, not at least for 150 years. Because you just can't trust them. They say they care about people, but when it comes down to it, they really don't. So, needs to say, this is why we need a Republican president who doesn't put up with this muck. We really need a good strong Republic, uh, Republican president and we need them as soon as possible with every election. But I will go ahead and end this podcast, but as usual until next time, I pray that you're happy, healthy and whole, that you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Thank you so much. God bless and bye-bye. Oh, and go to church. It's important. Very important. Go to church. Pray about all these things. Cast all your cares unto the Lord. And just watch your heavenly Father bless you, perform miracles, and help you every day of your life. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. God bless and bye bye. Still